Hey everyone, I'm Lewis Malley. Welcome to the podcast. This episode was originally recorded on one of my live streams, so I hope you enjoy it. If you want to watch or listen to more of my content, please follow me on the various social media channels. Please leave a review, subscribe, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. So today I'm recording live with my great friend Stacey who's back for a second time. Thank you so much for coming back. We're recording live, but we're streaming it a bit later. So um, feel free to drop questions in the comments, but we won't be able to answer them live. But anyway, thank you all for watching. So Stacey and I are going to be talking about all things recruiting today. So we're going to go through need, attracting talent, the whole thing. So Stacey, thanks for joining me again. Thanks for having me, Lewis. This is going to be fun. Pleasure. I don't know why I've put on a completely different voice to when we were when we were not recording. It's funny, isn't it? The minute yeah. you press record and your voice goes a bit different. <laughs> me too, I think. I think me too. It's okay. It's normal. <laughs> anyway. Um, right. So so we, we, we were discussing this before, you know, a lot of a lot of people, um, say startups, you know, raise all the money or, you know, you hear these terms like super growth, we're gonna hire loads of people, we're tripling in size. I've heard it loads recently. And then it comes to it and it's not as easy as one thinks. Yep. It's like, so where would you start? And Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I don't, you tell me what you think on this. The more I think about it, the more I really feel like it's hard to get it right because there isn't enough work done in the beginning. Yeah. And what I mean by in the beginning, doesn't matter what stage you're at, right? But it's about saying, what do you actually need? Most people are in a recruitment, oh, we need to hire all these people. But if they don't take the time to say, what do you actually need? And what is the job? What is the job? How do you want them to do it? How are they going to be successful? It's a lot of work to do it up front. But if you do it, you will, you really save yourself a lot of time later because you can hold people accountable for it. So I feel like there's a lot of, oh, we have to hire people and you rush to get a job description, but there yeah. isn't the thought about what do we actually need and how is it going to fit? What do you yeah. think? I think also, I, I learned a new term uh, recently called DAO, which is Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Ooh. Crazy stuff, right? It's just, you know, this whole Web3 thing, mm -hmm. um, blockchain, and you have these companies that are decentralized, um, which, which is amazing. My point to that is, uh, I need to do a podcast on it, but my point is that the way that people, like, in the traditional thing is, like, you want to hire people, just, you know, but now there's so many other ways to do it. Like, a lot of people don't want a perm job. They want to do a bunch of different gigs. Yep. And so, and so my point to it is think about whether... You know, do you need a, do you need someone to come and do this job, or can it be done differently? You know, can you can you, you bring in resource or expertise on yep. a on a project basis? Like how I think we need you know we need to be a bit fresh with with how we we think about it now. So the other thing I wanted to pick your brains on. Remember, we did a we did something recently with a bunch of entrepreneurs, and there yeah. when you think about what is the work that only you can do? Remember we were talking to them and there was a lot of hopefully aha moments in that. Like it's not just about the job, but what's the work that only you can do that you should be doing? Yeah. And what's the work that other people could be doing? And how, like if you're a, if you're a CEO 
of a small startup versus a bigger company, they're totally different, right? Yeah. Uh, I think there's something there. What have you seen? What have you seen in terms of company strategies that haven't worked? Well, if I if I just give you my own experience, because yeah. I set up my own company and I read the, wrote this um, wrote this book, read this book, um, which I've completely forgotten the name, but I'll drop it in the comments afterwards. And essentially, like when you start a business, you're the only person. Um, and, and you're actually, you know, your HR, your sales, you're the cleaner, your sales, your marketing, your everything. And early on, it's not until you start to like, to your point, think about what I can do and what I can outsource and get others to do. Mm-hmm. It's then really when, when, when you or when I started to really build a proper business and you start to hire people, whether that's permanent people, yep. you know, contracts, projects, whatever it might be, but, but you need to be able to to really outsource that that stuff and some of the, the people and, and leaders that have been able to build the best teams and have people want to work for them yeah. you know it's you know being able they, you know they, they work they work for their team right they service them they, they 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 try and set them up for success they're a coach um you know they're not too micro unless the person's low skill and they need to be you know they can flex and adapt and and they care about their team and I, I think they're the, you know, they're some of the, the traits that I've, I've noticed that do well. They are, uh, we should get into those because those are goodies. Okay, if we were looking at, let's move on to, now that we know, look, what is the need? Yeah. Uh, before we talk about the, well, finding and attracting <clears throat> the talent, right? There's an <laughs> interesting example I've been thinking about where you look at, where are you going to find people? And I think a lot of times people just like if they post on LinkedIn, right, they post on LinkedIn and that's it. And you're missing a whole possibly group of people, right, that maybe don't see that ad or whatever. There's a thing there that I think would be awesome to say, what kind of industry do we, if it's customer service, for example, if you are recruiting for retail, what about looking at high-end hotels, right? And looking at those kind of people, there's a lot more innovative ways. And I think when you when you are so busy and you have so many things to do and you're trying to find people, there's just so many things or you think, I'll just put it on LinkedIn and that'll be it. And there's just so many other ways you oh, could bring people. Massively. It's also, um, you know, when you're thinking about what you want, people revert a lot to pedigree, you know, like to, to your customer service example, um, I don't know, if you're hiring for Apple retail store and someone's come from a rival and it's like, yeah, great. I, I think you, you got to think about like what the superpowers are. I, I like to call them like, what are the, what are the just awesome things you need to be successful yeah. in the role? And then think about where you can find these people. And so if, and also it's different to say, if you're a small firm, you don't want to, you know, it's, you might not have the time. You don't want to pay recruitment costs. You don't want to pay a recruiter. You want to try and do it yourself. Yeah. And so, and so, the easy thing is just to stick an advert somewhere. Um, but right now, it's it's crazy. Like everyone's hiring, and applications to job ads has gone right down. And yep. so it's not good enough just to do that. So if if you're at the early stage, lev- leverage your personal network, professional network, um, post content, yep. and and not just not just like ads, but just you know, be yep. active on social media because because LinkedIn right now. It's free to use. You're, mm-hmm. You can write a post that goes viral and thousands of people see it. And it's yep. such a fantastic thing to do, to use to, to, to recruit and to get your, your story across. Yep. Um, I would do that. And then also, 
uh, anywhere else you might, you know, if you're members member of um, of certain clubs or networks, you know, university alumni networks, you know, all of that stuff. Just think think creatively about it. Uh, can we go back to what you mentioned about the pedigree thing? Because oh, yeah. it's so important. Okay, so the I I think there's I'm hoping it's shifted a little bit with the pandemic. But if you've I think it's really old fashioned, in my humble opinion, to say yeah. we have to get somebody who's been to X Y Z university, right? Because there yeah. is a whole group of people. <clears throat> could add so much more value that have street smarts maybe they weren't able financially because let's face it those big universities they cost a lot of money in and america it's crazy as well. america's insane and you're not guaranteed to get the big job either and you're no. going to spend years paying off that debt so but i i feel like and and we know a lot of people who haven't gone to university and they're total rock stars. I have a really awesome friend who's leading up L&D for Heathrow Airport. He doesn't have a degree, proudly. And yeah. he didn't need one. So, and when I think about, like, in his field, he's such a professional. And he got his break, right? So there's a part of it now where I just feel like it's, it's old-fashioned to just look for the university. It's also bias, of course. If you've been to a certain university and then there's an automatic connection there with somebody, they might be good at the interview, but yeah. they're not They're not good at, you know, maybe doing the work. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But I think the university thing is just outdated. I don't know if, that's, if it's going to change with the pandemic, but I know a lot of people are saying, do we really need a degree? What what does a degree do anyway? It means that you're you can finish something. You can get that with other things. I think um, what's annoyed me is when I go in and take a brief from a client and they say we, they've got to have a degree, and I was like, well, you don't have a degree. That was the one client I saw that I knew they didn't have a degree, and they were like, I've got to have a degree. And I'm like, okay, how come? I didn't say I didn't want to embarrass them and say, hey, I know you don't have a degree. Um, <laughs> it's 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 still like a degree. You do not need a degree to be successful in life, like just fact. Um, yep. A degree is an experience, you know, like life's about, for me, just collecting experiences and university yep. is an experience. You know, you go there, you might live there, you learn and things like that. But yep. it's not a predictor of whether you're going to be amazing at a job mm -hmm. or amazing at life or anything like that. So it is what it is. I mean, look, some jobs, if you want to be a scientist, you've got to go do science at yeah you know like there's some jobs where you've got to go and learn stuff like like formally learn stuff yeah. i think um but then others you don't so i think it's it's case by case and there's and, and then i think also if it's over to hiring so if you're in a you know imagine you're in a, a big firm and you're a middle manager and you're being asked to hire someone and you go for the like risky candidate with no degree yeah you don't want to be the one that's like you know your boss is like and they don't work out and your boss is like well stacy like you've gone for this random candidate with no degree from where from what what's that for? you know and then and then you're like trying to like scrape for like justifying your your decision whereas yeah. whereas if you like well look i mean they came from you know this this amazing firm and they had like a first degree and they didn't work out you know you, you can kind of so i think there's also that i think it's it's very um you know that level pe people are scared of losing their jobs and making bad hires and i think there's a bit of that what, what do you reckon have you seen that yeah i do you know it's fascinating i think it goes back to the beginning because if you take the time and you say okay what do we need and what does the first year look like i know it's hard when you're in the middle of it right but if you say what is the first year gonna look like 
there's also this part of, oh, I have somebody and they're going to hit the ground running. Okay, great. They still need certain things. They can't, you can't just leave them alone. So if you get somebody really great, you have to also be prepared to put the time in for that day one, but also to think about what are their, what's the resources and support and things that they need to be successful here at this company. And then what happens if they don't work out? Because it's not to your point, it's not about whether you have a degree or not, right? Some people, there was one awesome CEO, a fintech CEO I was talking to the other day. And she said, look, I, I hired this person who was wanting to be our chief of product. And she's a small four person company. And she hired this chief of product. And this person came from a really big company. And she sold the company to this person. And she said, you know, in the beginning, my team all said to me, why are we even looking at this person? They've come from this big brand name. How are they they gonna wanna come with us? She was authentic. She didn't know the tech stuff, but she sold the story of come work for me. This is what it's gonna look like. But she also said to her, if the the first year we have to get all these things done, if we don't, then it's up to both of us to say, what do I need to make you successful? What do you need? And if it doesn't work out, we've got to be honest. And that was so refreshing because that was in the beginning. And she hired her, by the way, and the whole team are thrilled because she wanted, she didn't want to be part of a big company anymore. She wanted to make a difference with this little scrappy company. Yeah, get on it, hustle. Honesty. <clears throat> it's yeah it's still it's it's interesting because even i see it all the time if, if if someone a lot of people want to but don't want to work at big firms anymore not lately yeah um they just don't and then but then it's funny because then if you're if they're interviewing in a smaller company you always hear the feedback oh i don't know if they're going to see our environment we're really fast paced you know it's a bit chaotic it's a lot mm-hmm. gray you know, they've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, one of these kind of things you hear all the time. Yeah. Um, and, and they just assume that just because they've worked in a bigger firm, they're just not going to be able to cope with it. So it's funny, you hear it from both, like, yeah. both ways. I, I don't know, humans, humans are funny. Like, we're always looking for some reason or something. You know, not, a lot of people look for the weaknesses or, or the reasons not to or the derailers or... Mm-hmm. You know what it's like with these psychometrics and, and all of these assessments and a, a lot of the hiring managers, they focus right in on these, well, I'm not sure if, you know, they're going to, you know, they, they focus on the weakness stuff. And and for me, it's just focus on the strengths. And if you're aware of where they, you know, where they're strong at, like get them to do the stuff they're great at, get other people to do the things that they're great at, and hopefully you can create a great team with nice balance and stuff. The assessments, you you touched on something there because it's almost that extra comfort, right? If I do the assessments and they get XYZ score, I know I've done the the best that I can. It's not my fault if it doesn't work out, right? That's kind of how I feel like a lot of people are shifting. When they do that, it's I'm covered because they did the assessment. I don't know if assessments, I'm not bashing them, they have a place, but I just don't know that they are as inclusive because many of them have been created in the 80s or even before that. And I'm not sure that they are, they should be reviewed. Are they the best thing to get the candidate, right? People could be really good in in an interview talking about stuff, but you and I know if you ask for examples, 
and you open up with somebody and ask them to tell you, there's always a level of self-awareness there either also, right? And then you can say, well, do do I believe this person? You can do reference checks, although I'm not sure about them really either. There's You're never going to be 100% on somebody, yeah. but there is a belief if you focus on the strengths, if you have a level of self-awareness, because the other thing companies are, oh, this is the knight in shining app armor because they came from abc company or they're going to come and save us right and that puts a lot of pressure on an individual or group of people to be great straight off the bat without really giving them that much like that onboarding day one lewis it just it amazes me how many companies don't focus they spend so much money and effort on recruiting people and then they get them on the day one and they don't even have a computer like you can't even if you lose you only get one day one you yeah, don't get work. it's true and a lot of people are on virtually as well and you're sitting at home and you're making your own coffee and there's no and they've got, haven't got a computer going on it's it's the- hard i've had to really yeah. think about it i've been onboarding people here and it's like you've got to get it we've got to get it right and Try to, you know, get the computer out and the whole thing. It's, it's important how to have do. You, how have you done it? Because you've onboarded quite a few international people, I might say, over yes. the last... How have you done it? What have you learned? Yeah, I have learned a ton. I mean, right now, I do not have... We're pretty remote. Yep. Um, it's not always been like that. In fact, it's only been a week. Um, and then the two days after I left my office, the floor, two floors above, caught fire. <gasps> Crazy. What t- I mean, what crazy timing. I mean, literally in central London. Story for another time. But um, it was meant to be. So we're fully remote. And we have um, people in the US, Canada, Europe, mm-hmm. UK, because we're not in Europe anymore. So UK. Yeah. And then um, and then I'm actually just about to kick off an APAC, which I'll have to tell you all about. Yes. With uh, an old school friend of mine who's yeah. absolutely awesome. Um, and so, um, yeah, it's, I've learned a lot because I've never really... Everyone's used, like, over the years, most of my team have been in one location. And it's been the last three, four years, it's really gone. And so, yeah, like, you know, even, like, ordering, like, computers locally. um, All of our systems are web-based. So the beauty is all I need to do is send them a laptop and everything else I can do remotely. So that's really nice. Um, And I just asked them, you know, like, what do you need? What can I provide? How can I help? Over the last two years, I haven't been able to really go see them. Um, I've started to do meetups. I went to New York a few weeks ago and a few people in Europe. Lots of couple. So just like trying to do those kind of things. And, and, and I've also said to people who are working at, uh, remotely that, um, you know, if they want a local co-working space or something like that, then we provide that for them as well. And then we do a lot online. Like we've been quite thoughtful with how we build like our relationships together and yeah. chat, I encourage them to do it individually. We've got little chats, we use Google, Google chat. We do a, a call for half an hour, unstructured, which we don't force people to come to. Um, so I've, yeah, I've just, it's been like that. And it's been really different. It has been really, it's really different to how it used to be. I mean, I've, and, and the office thing is crazy because I've, I've never not had an office. Ah. Um, and, so, and so now I've got home and then I, I, I go to a, a club, um, like a members club in London, like a co-working thing. Yeah. And so and so I do that and I, I work at home. And then, yeah. That's good, good. though. What have you done? Yeah, you, you always send nice gifts and stuff when you, when you uh, hire people. Yeah, so it's, 
Yeah, so I think the swag is important. So yeah. here's the thing. I do think swag's important, but certain kind of swag, you got to be thoughtful about it, right? Um, <laughs> really, because there's some things that are not really that. But it's for the sake of it, right? It has to be thoughtful. I like to do one personal thing for each person that I hire. And even if I'm not hiring for my team, if, I, if I'm in a role where I'm hiring somebody, there was one recently where the person loved fly fishing. And I had got a certain kind of fly fishing net and things. Oh. And the, he was awesome. And he has an older dog and it's sunny where he lives, really hot. So I got little booties. I, I don't agree with those things, but he uses them. And I sent them with just a couple of pieces of swag from the company, right? And I can't tell you, Lewis, it just it, it just makes a difference, right? Because you you're paying attention. Yeah. And the dog, uh, the dog passed away maybe two weeks ago. And I got a note saying the dog passed away. And I thought of you because I saw the booties and you know, and I was like, oh, that's so nice. And I don't work with him anymore. But I was <laughs> like, this is cool, right? So it's the little things of I always take time to ask people, and I think companies, if you're really big, you could do a little bit because here's the thing. Somebody in your company talks to that candidate often. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So there's not really an excuse if you have a couple of people, <laughs> if you have a couple of hundred people, or if you have more than 100,000, because one part, a recruiter is talking to that person and getting to know them, right? So yeah. little things like that that you can do. And that was that one in particular was a pretty senior senior position, but he was nervous because he was leaving a company he'd been with for a really long time. And it just really helped him feel welcome. So I think there's that. The swag, it's nice to have swag. I wonder, you, um, sorry, I, I wonder if people really like it. So you talked about LinkedIn, it's free, right? When when I was talking to my entrepreneurs the other day, I was saying, what do your people post about your company on LinkedIn? What are they telling people? And I got some folks saying, oh, my team don't. Well, that's free advertising, right? But if people are happy, they're going to want to share with other people, right? So swag is connected to that. If you get something personal, you know the amount of people on LinkedIn. They're like, oh, look at this. I got who yeah. does it with the dogs. Look, they sent me a thing. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes a difference. It's nice to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. If, if you're, yeah, for sure. It's really nice. It's nice to be thoughtful about it because connecting it with hiring is, you want people to talk well about the experience and what it's like and you as a, a leader manager you want them to you know if you're in a, in a in a larger firm a lot of people come through referrals mm -hmm. you know so you can you, you you can leverage what you're saying you can leverage people's personal networks on linkedin yep. or just generally um and, and you can get a lot of good people through that if you treat people like crap then it's going to be really it's much harder to hire people you know people will leave you know like this this whole um what was that company the guy fired 500 oh, or over um better better better.com that's it um and then they got rid of another thousand or something but but the way that the guy did it just, yeah. you know so so i think you just it's just a no-brainer back to this kindness thing back to culture you yeah. know have a great culture um care about your team um, you know, just take an interest and make them feel good. And, and it, it will feed back into your ability to 
to hire people because actually we had a candidate um he went he went through a couple of interviews and then he went to the like third interview there's a couple more left and the interviewer was like this place is crap don't join oh no yeah. part of me loves the honesty <laughs> like, like oh i know and, and it was like you know i mean obviously the candidate was like I'm, I'm out right i do not want to work for a firm that their team so it was just it was just like wow okay cool like and so well it wasn't cool but yeah. it was interesting it was an interesting thing because this person would not being was not being treated well by their their line manager and there was a lot of stuff going on and then it manifested in them in them telling a potential candidate that this is not a place you want to be working yeah the when i i was thinking about when you said culture there's so i don't know if you know there's the latest thing and it's changing the de and i leads to right. culture officers it's the latest thing over here in this part of the world mm -hmm. right right um, and it's what do you think about that i love it because yeah. here's the thing if you I think DE&I gets a bit of a rap as a trendy thing and it's a little bit like an add-on, right? So right. in my opinion, how I've seen it. And it's hard because it is about creating an inclusive culture where people can do their best, whatever that means. So if you're not actively focusing, when I say culture to simplify it, what is the experience? If you ask people, what are two or three words to describe this, the company that you're in? How does how does it feel and experience to you? That's the culture, right? You do yeah. or don't do anything with it. You still have a culture. What I love about the shift is that companies are saying, you know, it's bigger than bringing in. It's bigger than just bringing in somebody to head the charge. At Realtor, we're looking for a DEI and philanthropy leader, which I personally love because it's calling out philanthropy, right? And I was talking yeah. to this amazing candidate and he said, you know, if you do DEI right, the philanthropy takes care of itself. And I was like, that is brilliant, right? Because it's so true. But then when I hear other candidates, which is why I mentioned it, they're saying, oh, well, actually we're, it's moving to be more culture because companies are saying, you know what, it's not just about creating an inclusive environment. It is about the environment and it is about the culture. And they're yeah. holding it as more of a broader role, which I kind of like because DE&I can be a bit, it can be a bit narrow, right? With companies, they can think, oh, it's ERGs or BRG, which nothing wrong with them, we need them. And ESG, how far do you go? If it's culture, it means you're responsible for something bigger. So I kind of think that's cool. I think culture's. I think culture's great. The thing with DNI is that some there's, there's a lot of um, numbers attached to to it. Quotas. Yeah. Um, you have to publish a lot of your stats and stuff. With with, cult, with culture, it's more it feels more holistic. Yep. It's more, you know, let's get a great culture, inclusive, inclusive yep. for all. I love. I love that. Which which brings me to a little a little question for you is do you think corp hiring based on your corporate values limits diversity in the hiring process? Yeah, we bet. I, I do <laughs> yeah. I think the I think that I love when companies have values, not too many. But yeah. I just I think it's more interesting in how they come alive. Like what are they? Sometimes there's a list of ten. <laughs> Right, yeah. which nobody can remember. Sometimes there's maybe three, but then are you? How do you use them in hiring? It comes back to that assessment, right? When you're finding, when you're finding somebody, my magic of three, like what's the job? How are they going to do it at your company? 
Yeah. Now, at your company, you could use values. I don't think that's a bad thing, but it can't be the only thing because it's not it's not just going to help. For example, Bentley Lewis kindness, right? So that's a I'm speaking for you so you feel free to tell me. Like to me that's if you're not kind, you're not going to get a job there. And if you fake kindness, you're not going to last because you can't fake kindness for any length of time, right? No. So yeah. Whether you say that, well, you do say it often, but you live it, right? So it's obvious. You don't really need to have a plaque on the wall that says, uh, and I have a plaque on the wall, actually, but that's <laughs> the thing. But yeah. I love that. That's why I have it. Well, we could get to that. But you don't need to have a plaque on the wall that says, be kind. You, you don't. No. But what happens is, though, is that... Um, you know, companies have the values and then it's part of the interview process. So, you know, when you're, when you're trying to, when you're interviewing candidates, a lot of them, they say, right, we're looking for, for people to exhibit these traits and you end up, you know, you end up filling your company with similar, similar people. Yeah. For me, it's like, I like, you know, for me, it's like, can they do the job? Are they going to love it? And am I going to love working with them? They're really, however you cut it up, the three things you want to find out when you're hiring, really. I have a similar thing to that. It's, I don't, I'm conscious when I'm interviewing somebody now, I hired somebody recently for my team and I was conscious of why do I like this person? When I was interviewing him, I was thinking, oh, this seems like a good, easy conversation. Is it too easy though? Am I going to have group think, right? Of course, we're completely different humans. So there's that. But it was one of those things where I thought, is he ride or die? Because the work is, as we had shared before, the work is the work. But if yeah. you work with somebody, there's a learning agility piece, Lewis, I think, right? Like if you don't have to really know everything about the work, but you have to be willing to figure it out. Yeah. And if you're willing to go like, oh, I don't know about that, but I'm going to go find out. That having somebody like that for me will always be number one over somebody that says in my old life, I did this. If, if people are not, if they don't have that learning agility, if you're in yeah. a high tech, fast growing company, which yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not be, right? But if you're in a high tech, fast growing company, it, it matters if you have people who are up for it because things are really, they, there's new things coming all the time. So if you have somebody who's going to say, I'm going to try and do it differently, they might fail at it, but at least they've tried. And they come out with a better result at the end of it. So that learning agility piece, there's something there that I just, I feel like it's, you could do anything with the team that say, I believe in us, we could do it. And we're 100%. Going to, right? it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, it's also proves this pedigree potential thing. You know, I think Simon Sinek yeah. did a high will, high skill thing. Oh. You know, uh-huh. where, you, you know, you want, uh-huh. you want, you want like someone, high, for me, you want someone who's high will, and you can train them on the skill, yep. right? Yep. If you have someone who's high skill that can't be bothered, it's the worst person, you know, just a nightmare. And and trustworthiness. If you can't trust trust someone and they and they're not and they're low will, yeah, out. Your your best your best person for me is someone who's high will, yep. and then you know good level of skill. Like they need you know certain level of skill, but then you know they can up the skill game. Upping, upping the will, the will game, like their motivation and desire and just attitude. Most, you know what it's like. That like people just yep. often don't change. 
Um, unless like, you know, they're, they're hate them, they're getting, I don't know, there's something really bad going on in their lives and stuff like that. But, but that aside, like just some people are, you just want people that are really up for it. And you, you know, you know, like, but back in the day, BC. Um, oh, I love uh, that. Before COVID, I love that. <laughs> BC uh, in London, I could write a list of the people who weren't turning up because it was snowing and they would live like the closest <laughs> to the office. You just know that, you know, you just know, you know, you know, the ones that are like, you know, fine yeah. working wherever because they're just doing an incredible job because they're like, they take pride in what they do and you yeah. trust them. They're, they're, the, they're the traits you know, I would like. The the trust thing is a biggie. We have, uh, so we're implementing a completely new performance management system from scratch for 2,000 people in two weeks. Oh, wow. That's why I look like I'm a bit tired. That's, why, that's why you're high skill I'm and running high on, <laughs> I'm running on caffeine. And I say that because the team, there's four people working on it, four. And if I look at, have they implemented a system from scratch before? None of them have. And there's me, obviously, I'm guiding the ship and I'm in there doing stuff. And I can't tell you, Lewis, that team, I'm so proud of them because every day, we do the, and it was the daily download that you got me into when you said I to my team. And every day this week, we've, and it's no meeting Thursday, so we're yeah. still meeting because we're a team. And every day this week in the morning, it's been, hey team, how are we? I'm going to go in and log in as a manager and test it. And they're not managers. I'm going to log in as an employee and test it. You can add me as a 360. And they're just, I am just overwhelmingly proud of them because they have the will they yeah. didn't have the skill in fact maybe a month ago some of them wouldn't really have known some of the concepts right which is brilliant because we've got them going well that sounds complicated right and then we say well you're right it is complicated how can we make it sound easier so people who are in a call center and people who are doing the chief finance officer they all know what this is because sometimes we make stuff so complicated yeah but even if you have somebody with will you could really put them off because you're experienced right so there's something about that too when when you say we are up for it when we said this is going to happen the existing team the existing system was broken and we really had no choice anyway but we got as a team and said could we actually do this and one of the team members, the, the more junior one said, I believe in us. And I just, <laughs> the belief, it's the will, right? Versus yeah, that's what saying, you want. That's what you want. That's we just... believe and we are going to do this thing. I have never, I don't, I don't recommend it ever, but we are going to do this thing because they're totally up for it. And we're Googling stuff and we're figuring out the best practices we go literally in a week. And it is such an amazing, it will bond us forever, no matter what happens in our future, because we have, and I didn't hire most of them, but they have this, like that was to your point, they, they're in the environment together. So yeah. even if maybe you had one skeptical person at the beginning, I would imagine, because it's, it's an impossible thing to do, they're no longer skeptical now because they're working as a team, right? But if you yeah. have somebody who's saying this can't be done, it has a negative impact on the team. And it's it's all the little things every day that yeah. make the difference. If you don't get the little things, they add up to people wanting to leave and then they give excuses. It's the money. It's never the money. Never. 
that's everything else. But the yeah. money is an easy excuse to just say goodbye, right? Yeah, they're all in the boat. They're all they're all trying to make it go faster. It's great once you get that. Like it's really cool. Like once you you get people that are going in the same direction, it's great. And it's it's just these human skills. They're working together. They're learning the the technical skills if they don't have it. Yep. Um, I think it's amazing. Well, linking. One more thing, Lewis, what happens if they're not in the ship? Well, this is the classic, you know, if you go back to the old sports analogy, if your best performing player is an arsehole and everyone hates them, do you get rid of them or do you keep them? Well, I think I know what you would do. I would get rid. I'd recommend to get rid because... No, the you, you have to get rid. Cool. You have to get rid. Yeah. You, you know, you, you see in, in sport, it's such a good analogy, you know, like a group, a, a, a team of people playing together but their skill is a bit lower level than a team that's outstanding i mean like i'm in england right so you've got man united manchester united who are a great collection of it they're just not playing very well and not working together as a team and then you've got uh i don't know like manchester city amazing individuals but playing really well as a team and they're doing so much better that it's just you know like it's 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 one person wrecks the culture um and if you keep that person and they're and then you, you just you just you know everything you've been talking about is just uh, is rubbish, right? Like you've got to you've got to act on it. You're shifting um, to another culture, then where it's maybe a different kind of culture where it'll attract a different kind of people. It's just about money, you know. Yeah. If you keep those, yeah. But but then in the end, you lose everyone else, and so actually you lose out. It's lose lose. So yep. you're gonna have a chat with them. And you tell him, hey, the ship is leaving the port. Are you on it or not? I um, like that because it's honest, right? And I think that there's having an open conversation with somebody because everybody knows when that person is or isn't performing, if they're a jerk or whatever, right? Everybody knows. So if you don't cut the cord, you're going to end up with everybody else rotten. And that's just not good. And because everybody knows, it's not a great conversation. I've never had correction. I had one conversation that didn't go that well and seemed like a surprise. But years later, she came back and was like, that was the best thing that could have happened. At the time, it sucked. But it was the best thing because I went on to do something else that I truly loved. Yeah. If, no, if you true. just be honest with people, because yeah. they know that everybody wants to do this is a Stacy bubble, as you know, but everybody wants to do the best that they can with what they've got at that time. Nobody sets out to suck at work, but no. if they if they're not in the right fit, there's so many other jobs. Go find yeah. one. There's there's a place for everyone in this world, um, and that's just not your place. Um, and sometimes it takes someone to like push it, push it, you know, push you to yeah. to make a change. But there is always a spot for someone, you know. There is. It's, I believe there's that. Always a spot. Linking it back to attracting talent as our last little piece. Yes. Um, just for me to sum it up, it's this, this like, all of the things we've talked about go into, like, your storytelling, which is key for <laughs> me. about that, yes. <laughs> yes. Storytelling. For me, it's like, if you're, if you're trying to hire people, long gone are the days of, so, Stacey, why do you want to come work here? Because most of the time they'll be like, well, actually, I'm quite happy where I am. Why should I want to come work for you? And so, so if you're hiring, you've got to work really hard to get your story together. And, you know, all of this culture stuff we're talking about, 
you know, you want the story to be the same the more people they meet. You want it to be the same when they join. Um, mm -hmm. So, so for yep. me, it's thinking about the story, uh, communicating all these different things, and giving them time to ask lots of questions and stuff. That's a few tips for me. Can Can we put a plug in for please do not ask anyone tell me about yourself. I just if if anybody's listening, find something else. Take if you're not ready to interview somebody. Just don't like, like there's, tell yeah. me about yourself. It's such an awful question because it's so broad and it just appears, even if you're prepared, it appears like you're killing time. And then the yeah. person is, if it's a young whippersnapper, maybe it's okay because they might not have that much professional stuff. But if I get asked that, I think, do you want me to go back to my childhood? Where do you want me? Do you want me to go back yeah. to 19? like where is helpful and I don't know if you're a detail-oriented person or not so there's also that I do want to touch on if if you have and this links the storytelling with the employee value proposition right that's the latest another EVP yeah. thing but why would people come work for your company and why would they come work for you Right. I mean, you're quite open. It's consistent on LinkedIn that you care about kindness, all of these things. If somebody didn't care about kindness, they they would clearly see that that's all that's what you're about. It's one of your pillars. Right. So it's very clear because you're active on LinkedIn and other things. You give back a lot. So it's very clear. What is it like for others? Because if you're looking for a job, you're looking at the website. Usually you're trying to find people who work you're looking at their LinkedIn but there is nothing like having a conversation where you yeah. can then say hey do I want to work with this person right and then being able to live up to that if it's gonna I remember my recent hire saying this is going to be hard because we're building this thing it's not going to be easy but we're going to have fun and I don't really know how hard it's going to be but I know it's going to be hard and we're up for it and if there was another candidate who said, you know, I'm not, the, I'm not there yet. I don't want that. And I said, you know, that's awesome that you shared that. And we're going to keep in contact because you were honest about it. Like, that's the thing. If you yeah. then sign up for something and it's not what you wanted for the sake of getting a job, you're, you, it's not going to work. It's the worst. No, it's the worst. Yeah, you've got to be, yeah, it's both sides, you know, as a candidate yeah. and as a, as a hiring manager. You've got to be just completely open, honest, realistic with what's you know what the job is the challenges and, and stuff like that like it's super important yep Definitely. what's the question you would instead of tell me about well, yourself well what, you, what would you say do you know what there's two ways to go about it I, I quite like when i'm advising people on how to interview and stuff um i quite like i quite like um giving the candidate the time at the beginning um ah, yeah I, I kind of switch it a bit because it's a bit dis it's quite disarming um, mm -hmm. and, and I would say, you know, hey, great to meet you. Um, you know, what would you like to know? Do you have any questions? Yeah. You know, I just give them like the time to, to find out. They then start, they then start asking questions and stuff. And then I, I dive into the next part would either be, it depends yeah. on what you're interviewing for, but you can ask them to, to go through their story. I mean, a lot of people like to go through the, the CV and the resume, um, which... Yeah isn't it's sometimes not a great way because they end up just reeling off yeah. so if you've not prepared for the interview and you just it's a last minute thing and you want to find out then you know you can be like look what's the, what's the career story or let's go through your your career and then you can interject with questions and find out 
So it's, it's a, I quite like I like quite like being a bit informal at the beginning. Makes people yeah. feel comfortable because vibe really matters. Like if you vibe with someone, and you have yeah. a good you know it really. Acts. So I, I do that. I've seen some dreadful like questions. You know you know like these classic like um, you know tell me like you know all these like tell me a time when you or uh, um, yeah. nightmare nightmare. So, so just steer clear of that. I even saw a question. Someone was like, um, "Do you have? Uh, are, you, are you married? Are you planning to? Are you planning on having any kids? Don't ask that ever." I thought you're not uh, like that anyway. You're not. You're not. You're not. Don't no. ask that ever. Um, <laughs> make sure also you check your state because you can't ask people's um, remuneration depending on state. Yeah, that's so, true. That's getting you, there's a lot more now that are adding yeah, to that. So in the US, so to so be careful with that. But for me, my whole my whole kind of style now is a, is a bit less formal to try and make people feel comfortable because interviewing is such a like an unnatural scenario right it's a bit like speed dating you got half an hour to an hour make an impression and it's not always you know it's not always the best people to get the job it's people that that interview the best and you're not hiring the best yeah. cv or the person that's interviewed the best you're hiring for the stuff we've talked about and, and they might not exhibit like it's yeah, you know, it's always. Um, you know what we haven't touched on? There's so many things we haven't touched on the recruitment process because right now the speed, if if you especially if you reach out to a candidate and they're passive, they weren't looking, and you reach out, you plant the seed, and if you're not quick enough, since you piqued their interest with your company, if you're not quick enough to get that person they're probably going to get lost and go to somebody else, right? So there's also a yeah. piece of, because you and I have talked a little bit about this before, how many steps do you need? You know you're never going to be 100% confident. How many steps do you need? And is everybody on board on who is talking to them about what? And how yeah. are you going to make the decision and make it quickly? <laughs> Don't right? go back. I mean, look, it's not a sweet shot. You know, there's not right now. There aren't that many sweets in the sweet shop. So if you if you see someone that you like, yep. don't hold back. You know, like just go for it. You know, like it's just 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 go for it. I mean, I've had, yeah. I mean, if it's too if it's too long, <clears throat> people disengage, and, and you've got to be quite quick now. I had a um, a friend of mine. She she was in an interview process for like five months, uh, ongoing, and then another friend came in and offered her the job in two weeks which she accepted. She called the firm she'd been in the interview process with for five months. And they were surprised when she withdrew from the interview process and said, oh, you've invested so much time. Don't you just want to see? And she's like, if you take this long to make a hire, I mean, Jesus, what's it going to be like working with you guys? <laughs> so, you know, you've got to, oh, you move quick. And, and also, and the other thing is like, so some roles do require a lot of interviews, you know, like board level searches. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of searches we do where there's a lot of people that need to, different stakeholders and stuff, yep. which is fine. I think the, the biggest thing is just tell people right at the beginning. Um, so look, this, these are the people in the interview process. It might take X number of months or yep. we'll try and do it quick. You know, like, but if people are aware of it, then they're prepared. It's when, oh, it's another interview and, Oh, sorry. And, you know, I called someone, I just called someone the other day. I thought the interview process was done. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Um, okay. You know, there's one more people has to meet. And then you can, you can feel the energy just change a little. And yeah. to communicate it up front is my, my message. 
So this is a good place to start with our recap. So the need, what do you need? What is their journey going to look like? Finding and attracting talent. How would you summarize that, Lewis? So, yeah, need, finding and attracting. I would um, leverage your personal network, company network, headhunters, recruiters if you need to. Um, And then think of it as storytelling. So think about the story, yeah. culture, you know, all of the stuff, you know, the challenges yep. and all of this stuff. Think of it as a story and try and communicate it to your yep. prospective candidates yep. um, like a story. Yep. For me, that's hiring. it. So hiring, what's the process, right? Once you get the person, how are you going to make sure their day one is amazing? Yes. So they know they belong and they made the right choice. How are you going to make sure they integrate with the team and all of that kind of stuff? You might give them swag personalized. You might not. As long as you give them an awesome experience in that first bit, you'll set them up to do amazing work. Yeah, definitely love that. And, and you've got to do it. All of those things. Like it's, it's especially right now, like don't, don't just think recruiting, recruiting and onboarding people is easy. Because, yeah. you know, if you're a startup and you've raised loads of money, then the hard work starts of actually yeah. getting people to, to join you. And, and at any, any, any stage, any organization, you know, because um, some of the best companies don't necessarily have the most unique products. Mm-hmm. They have the best people who are high will and doing all of these, yep. all of these cool it's things. It's the people. Who do, you people. Want, who do you want to work with? It's going to be That's hard. It. You're going to learn stuff, but you can have fun and work with kind people. So, well, beautiful place to end. Stacey, thanks, thank you so much. For everyone listening, please subscribe um, and watch out for more content. I'm going to get more Stacey in again. We're going to do some more content too. Um, And yeah, thank you so much. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to leave a review and subscribe in all the usual places.